Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by country singer and songwriter Lee Browning. Straight from Virginia, Lee has had an amazing career. He had a tragedy in 2007 that kind of put it on hold for a little while, but he is back and better than ever. So we're going to be talking to him about his career and everything that he's up to and doing. So, Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. Curtis, thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, you know, uh, in the bio, you know, I was born in 67 and grew up in the hills of Virginia. Uh, I mean, the hills of Virginia. And um, on the west side, Grundy, Tazel, Bluefield, Virginia. I don't know. Some of the audience might hear this and know where that is. But, you know, and as far as that goes, growing up, uh, I got a great love for traditional country music, obviously, like most people from their dad um, or their mom. But but for me, it was my father played, uh, you know, Johnny Cash, Marty Robbins, Charlie Pride, Sonny James, all these guys that just, you know, were really, really good. And, um, you know, so I fell in love with it and listened to it. And I mean, I, I burnt some, uh, I don't know if you remember the, uh, well, I'm sure you do, the old uh, eight track tapes. I sure burnt some of them Johnny Cash uh, eight tracks, clean slap up, <laughs> listening to them. But, uh, um, you know, from there, you know, kind of grow up. I wrote a few pretty cheesy songs back in the day, you know, thinking I was a, songwriter at that point well you know you got to start somewhere and um I, I moved to north carolina after that and you know got married was you know settling down trying to have a, a family but also working on the music and uh back in 2003 and four i had two number one songs uh on the independent charts uh here in america and overseas uh one song was let's pretend which you can see or hear on any streaming um, platform. And the other one was from this day on. And anyway, um, from that point, you know, I was moving on really pretty good. Things were taking off. And, and as you were mentioning in the beginning of the introduction, uh, my son passed away in 2007. And uh, that took a pretty big toll on me. Uh, you know, some people, find a way to move past it a little quicker than others and uh but it, it put a pretty huge roadblock in my career for you know 10 15 years to be honest with you so it's obvious because i'm just now you know really getting back into it and i'm i'm in it to win it the goal is to have a hit song out there which you know i think we have right now and ring from a quarter machine uh if uh everybody's listening to it so as of right now i'm working with a lot of promoters uh getting us on to a lot of labels i'm number one on three charts overseas a couple of charts here in america on the independent charts now you know we're not made it to billboard 
Um, but we're working on it, Curtis. We're doing everything we can. Absolutely. So just tell the listeners, like, if let's say for all the independent artists out there, if they want to get their songs on these independent charts, how do you go about that? Is there a certain thing you have to do or do people just listen to it and it gets there? How, how does that process work? Oh, how they how can they hear it and play it or how can you get on the independent chart do you have to submit it to somebody or how does oh, that work yes uh when you uh curtis when you release a song um you know like i have a promoter um his name is james williams um williams promotions out of nashville we recorded in nashville and then you know all of a sudden i get this uh email from caden gordon who you know very well and you know he's been now i've hired him on as promoter so in order to get a song on the independent charts as an individual without a major record label you still have to have a promoter to take that song send it out through um, airplay access and it'll hit about five thousand stations or more and hopefully Hopefully, if they're doing their job and making the phone calls and talking to people they need to talk to at the radio stations, uh, you'll wind up on that chart. Um, but that's how you do it. You, you have to have a promoter. You you probably never make it on the chart if you just try to do it all by yourself. you, you got to have somebody who's been in the business, who knows these people at the radio stations and knows who to talk to and can get your song airplay. So that's the key, getting airplay, and that's what moves you up the chart. And that's how you get on there. Well, that is great advice for all independent artists out there. So when you describe your music, I know that you're a country singer, but as you know, there's traditional country and there's the modern country. So what would you say if somebody listened to your music and wanted to know, hey, what what type of country does uh, Lee Browning do? What would you tell them? It would be a hundred percent traditional country music. <laughs> if you listen um, to the song, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, uh, Curtis. But I absolutely have. But yep. uh, for all your listeners, um, it's streaming worldwide on all platforms: Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, anywhere you can stream, you can listen, and you can purchase it too. It's 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 available to download to keep for yourself uh got some uh i, I ain't gonna call them cheesy but i got some picture videos uh on youtube but you know because that's where you get you got to start somewhere with some of this but uh ring from a quarter machine is uh really doing well so they can all hear it there um download it and um listen to it just say hey alexa play ring from a quarter machine and there you go um, what, but it takes a little bit of work to get there. Absolutely. Well, well tell us about the concept uh, of that song. Uh, I've heard it, but for the listeners who haven't and who who might want to want to check it out, uh, tell us about the concept. Well, pretty much, you you want to know kind of how the song came about. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's about a friend of mine. You know, a long time ago. I'm going to just say 20 years ago um, or so. Um, I had a friend, um, he didn't make a lot of money and neither did I, I mean, you no, know, and we all have bills and bills to pay. They just never stop coming in. We all know that Curtis. Um, and for the listeners out there, 
So what happened was uh, he wanted to get her a a ring, but, you know, he just couldn't afford it. He couldn't afford one from Walmart. He couldn't afford one anywhere. You know, that even a $20 ring, he couldn't afford it. It was just that tight of a budget. But, you know, back then we had roses and um, uh, five and dime and places like that that had these uh, machines outside, the quarter machine. And uh, uh, if you can hear this, uh, for the folks out there, here we go. I'm going to make a little noise, Curtis, real quick. That's what a quarter machine sounds like when you put it in there and you get that, uh, you know, you get that ring out of there. <laughs> Absolutely. One of those um, uh, kitty rings. But, uh, but, but, but he did that. He went and got it. He said, man, I told him, I said, literally some of those rings, they sparkle like a real diamond. They really look look great in fact my girlfriend who is here right now listening to this uh interview has one of these rings on her finger right now and she ain't gonna take it off but anyway um he went and got the ring you know he really didn't think it was a crazy a great idea he was a little embarrassed not that it wasn't a great idea but but anyway he did get it he took it home and you know he couldn't buy just like the song says, he couldn't buy no ribbons. He couldn't buy no, you know, a box or bows. So he just took it to her right in that capsule and he gave it to her and he told her that he loved her. And this is all he could afford now. And he'd get her the real thing as soon as he could. And, and she just broke down. She was so happy to get that from him. She still has that on today. Um, and he did about a year later get her the real thing he did get her a pretty nice little diamond um and she didn't want it you know she she didn't want to wear it on that ring finger she put it on her other finger because she told him just like i have in the song you know you can't you can't beat my ring from a quarter machine and she's told him it ain't about the money it ain't about how much it costs it's all about the thought and everything from your heart and I took all this information from him and collaborated together. And here we have ring from a quarter machine uh, that's doing very well. So that's pretty much what this song is all about. It's about true love. Uh, Curtis, we all know and the audience all knows there's, there's a million ways to say I love you in a song. And this is just probably one of the most, I, for me and a lot of the DJs that have told me, one of the most unique ways to tell someone how much you love them that they've ever heard. And that's why I, th I feel like we're getting such great airplay out of it. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, you guys go check it out as soon as you can. I know you talked about some of your musical influences, you know, like Johnny Cash, but you know, t t tell us about some of your other musical influences that kind of encourage you and make you d do what, strive and do what you do. Well, as I got older, um, uh, you know, in the 80s, is the 80s and early 90s is when it got me good. And that would be George Strait. And, and I, I, I will have to say Alan Jackson's probably one of my biggest influences. If you listen to that song, you'll hear a lot of Alan Jackson guitar in it because his guitar is played in this song. Um, so uh, he, he's really 
my biggest influence. Even though George Strait, he's King George, you know, you can't take you can't take his place. But Alan Jackson is, is an icon in country music, you know. Um, but and then you got some other great guys like Brad Paisley's had some great songs, you know. Garth Brooks, of course, you can't forget about him. Um, but if you really, really want me to tell you who's influenced me the most, it was Alan Jackson. That's who uh, my favorite and will probably always be my favorite uh, traditional country music singer. Uh, the guys today that are out there, they got some good music. They do. I'm, I'm not going to say they don't. Uh, it. All I can say is it's not, you know, it's not my style of music because I'm a traditional country singer and they're more of an alternative pop country and you know there's a they got a billion fans that love it and um you know i love i like some of it too but you know al jackson's going to be the man i choose all right well tell us about any upcoming projects that you're working on that listeners need to be aware of well for right now um for right now, we are honestly, Curtis, we are just so focused on this song because we just released it literally barely a month ago. I, mean, I think it's just now going on four weeks. And uh, for the folks and the listeners out there, it takes about two months for a song to really catch on and get hot. And we're, we're already catching on fire, so I feel very proud about that. But I am working on some new songs. Uh sad love story songs we're going to redo that i'm going to remix and uh probably re-record that song and that'll probably be my next release um you know then i got a song called amazing grace it's just got a great wordplay to it it's not the christian song amazing grace it's about a dancer pretty much but anyway when it comes out everybody will know i don't want to give too much of it away um but you know as an artist you have to learn how to, as an independent artist, it's much more difficult than, you know, your billboard, your big, like big machine records. These artists have uh, RCA records. The artists have that label behind them with millions of dollars and they got publicists. They got, they got guards and they got all these people doing all this for them. Now, independent artists has to learn to promote his music and continue to try and create new music at the same time, which, which makes it a difficult task actually, but you, you gotta, you gotta learn how to juggle it. And uh, so far we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. All right, man. Well, well so listeners can keep up with everything that you're up to Throw out your contact information and, and, and where people can check you out at. Well, like I said, you got Instagram. Um, uh, if you go to my Facebook, my Instagram's cook, uh, connected to uh, um, Lee Browning Music um, on Facebook. That's the best way to find everything out about me. My Instagram's connected to that. Uh, we just got that set up pretty much a little while ago. And, um, you know, we're working on a couple of other platforms. Well, Caden is helping me um, put together some stuff. But they can go to Lee Browning Music. And keep up with everything I'm doing because that's going to have my Instagram. Um, I'm on TikTok. I have some little, uh, you know, some little skits that I've done, little pieces of some of my songs on TikTok. So uh, they can go there and check me out and see what it looked like <laughs> and see kind of some of the things that that we're doing and talking about. 
um, and that kind of thing. So you can find me. You can find me pretty much everywhere. All right, we'll close this out with some final thoughts. Maybe if that was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about it, just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Well, for the listeners, I would like to uh, thank them, you know, because uh, let me tell you something, without the fans, without them people out there pulling a the song up and listening to it or hearing it on the radio and wanting to hear it again, downloading it so they could just have it, without people wanting to hear it, and I wouldn't even have a reason to write a song. So I want to say thank you to all the fans. And I I just appreciate them so much and don't even know um, hardly any of them, you know, because you got fans that you're never going to know. But I want them to know that I do appreciate them. Uh, and, and I encourage them to download the song and listen to it now that they know the story of it. And um, then they can look forward to some new projects coming out. Uh, so, listeners, be sure to check out Lee Browning Music, all you country lovers out there. Support everything that he's doing. Follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. If you have any guests or suggestion topics, see Jackson102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And, Lee, thank you for joining us, sharing your story, and telling everybody about Lee Browning Music. Curtis, I really appreciate you having me on the show and thanks to all the fans. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.